0: We're coming up on the close for two series. I think I have an idea for something that we can cover next.
1: I mean, I was not expecting this. Do you want to
0: float it now? while we're, I guess this is banter talk, so. Yes, I think it's more banter than actual uh, podcast, because when I suggest that we watch The Bachelorette, I don't think that's actually going to fly in the podcast, but might for the opening intro. Was isn't that the show that's so bad that like a famous podcast
1: had to stop covering it because it was so like problematic? Yes, uh, but they. Look, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna worship the the ground the McRoy's walk walk over. But if they could make like a funny podcast about it, I don't think we should be trying to pick up
0: those leavings. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Harry, like I'm hearing some of the spoilers from the season, and it is some hot hot tea. Hot hot tea yes you know what sure because considering how angry I'm about
1: to get the episode we're we're recording sure you know obviously my decisions for what shows we're we're following don't make sense so yeah we're gonna do the bachelorette
0: great decided locked in Welcome to Brokazatsu 2 Brothers Exploration of Tokazatsu shows and related media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And I would like to
1: apologize to Gundam Xia34, a random person who I met in a just Discord channel when I was looking at a space game, and he recognized my avatar as being from Kamen Rider Guy, and we struck up a conversation about Kamen Rider. And it I think he thought it went well, but in my own head I started being very judgy about his serious choices and his opinions. <laughs> and I realized that, you know, Maybe there's a reason why we only have, like, a small amount of fans mostly don't watch Kamen Rider, because anytime someone who actually knows about Kamen Rider says an opinion, I feel like I have such strong reactions to some of them that, like, I can't get along with them. Like,
0: what, what hell have I brought myself in, Sam? <laughs> uh, you are completely and utterly responsible for this pit that you're in, Harry. Like, I mean, you are the guide to the entire Tokazatsu verse that, that we are trekking through. Like, oh, you, this was you, your you... choice, like I even say that Force is a good is like a
1: good fun series, maybe a good starter. And when he said, "Oh yeah, that'd be a good starter one," and my head, I was like, being Force, really? Like <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying Force isn't too dark." Like if you're saying Force isn't too dark, then how do you even deal with like other series that have events going on? And uh, uh, all right, I, I, right, I definitely don't want to sound judging with next next part. But he he said, "Hey, I could invite you to a Discord server where I have other people talk about Captain Rider," and I was like internally. Uh, saying, like, oh god, I'm gonna have to join another Discord. And, but he said, oh, he, he, I think he maybe heard my, the tone of my voice because he gave me soft out, like saying, hey, by the way, a lot of people in there also talk about My Little Pony. And if you're not interested in that, maybe you don't need to join the Discord. <laughs> and, like, I don't have anything against My Little Pony. I'm sure it's a good cartoon, but, like, when a group says, we're very into My Little Pony, an image appears of, like, the fandom. And I think it was a sign of personal growth that at that point I was able to say, now you know what, maybe I, I I think I'm not that interested, so I'll just uh, find my stuff elsewhere. Then I I faked getting a call and disconnected. So,
0: well, Harry, just uh, as a start, as a start, just fucking gold star for cross selling our product. Like about hearing about a potential place where you could mention our podcast to increase our listenership, and just straight up noping right out of there. So gold <laughs> was, star was, for that. I was in there
1: saying I should probably plug my podcast, but then again. I don't, I mean, he's a, I'm sure he's a great person, but it's just, uh, uh, you know what? I'm a bad person. That That's what I'm learning. I have, <laughs> I have strong opinions. I get real grumpy and apparently I'm now more down on a series later on than Sam is. And I'm going to be the villain now. I'm the villain. I've become the villain,
0: Sam. <laughs> should, should we just get into RPM, a nice palate cleanser?
1: Like we have to, st- we have to immediately cleanse our palate after the opening. That's sounded like me these <laughs> days. Like three minutes in, oh, uh, Harry's freaking out again. I guess let's let's do something fun and light.
0: This is the world we're in, Harry. Uh, oh, I mean, hey, before we get in, did we want to recap some of the mega game stuff from the weekend, because that's totally on brand for our podcast. I mean, it is
1: now. Uh, we <laughs> did. I feel like we could maybe do separate mega game stuff for that. But I mean, there was a couple more mega games that went well. But which, I mean, it was actually kind of disasters
0: in different ways, but mostly in that way that mega games are interesting disasters. So, yes, I recorded uh, fully my experience on uh, last Saturday. So at some point in the future, uh, God knows how long it'll take me to edit that thing. But at some point in the future, there will be a podcast recap where I affect a awful Belgian accent <laughs> for. Yeah, you, you went full. You went full pro the whole game. Like, yes, I, was, I did. Yes, I did, Harry. That was my personal challenge. Like, stay in character 100% of time, never drop the accent.
1: And I will say, like, there was lots, you caused lots of chatter in the control channels of, like, oh man, they're trying to kill him again. But one, one thing that popped up was someone <laughs> saying, oh, that accent is not great. And, and I had to say, yeah, he's more enthusiastic than craft when it comes to accents. <laughs> oh. Speak- Speaking of enthusiasm, Power Rangers
0: RPM. Yeah. This episode starts right where the last one left off. Oh, uh, quick note, quick note. Um, <laughs> yes, let's let's stop that momentum. Stop the momentum just right away. Uh, but I should point out, so uh, these are two very plot-heavy episodes. Uh, these are very important critical episodes, the culmination of several strings of uh, threads that have been woven throughout the series. And so as a result of that, I decided to watch both these episodes in Spanish.
1: Yeah, because uh... Because the Netflix that we watched it on, it was being occupied and Sam didn't want to delay.
0: So he just found the first version you could find it. So it was in Smash. But then again, I mean, I I understood both episodes perfectly, but I just I didn't write down as much witty dialogue as I usually do. Our mother's Netflix was currently being camped uh, by our father and our sister, which meant that us across the country could not, you know, could not watch. It starts right where the last one ended. Tanaya is walking into the garage with
1: all the rangers and saying, uh, I want to help destroy Venjix, which I'm sure for you was... Uh...
0: No, I, I understood it. Like, you know, Venjix comes across in Spanish very well. Uh, so there is a, a much discussion around the table as all the rangers. Uh, they're standing in a circle in the garage, uh, just kind of interrogating and grilling Tanaya. Uh, at a certain point, Dr. Light shows up and starts to uh, talk about, I'm presuming, Tania's uh, memory loss.
1: No, the, there's a plot point here you missed. Uh, because they they have to introduce a MacGuffin that they go needed to deal with. Um, so, at the end of last episode, we were kind of confused at what General Shifter's robot showed up and did. Uh, like, he just kind of showed up, hit the uh, Fenjik spot and also the Megazord and then jumped away. So, it turns out what he did was... Analyze some things in the Ranger series Biofield, which means that he can,
0: like, take over their Megazords later on. Oh, so that's what. But wait a minute. That doesn't make sense at all. Like, General Shifter, like, he's not in the Vengex base, so why do Tanaya and Dylan need to sneak into Vengex base to get something to overwrite his control? Well, he, he still. Well, remember, he still made that robot for Vengex.
1: It's just he was kicked out after uh, Tanaya sabotaged it, so she actually knows like where the location he was building it was it's actually it's actually surprisingly logical like yep, they, need okay. to, they need to get in find the base code which is the term they use a whole lot in this show <laughs> <laughs> they need to get it because otherwise if he shows up with this robot
0: and they use any swords, he could just remote control them and then they're fighting more robots that is a dangerous place to be in so um uh... Dylan and Tania, they leave in Dylan's car to go and sneak into the Venjic space. And at the Venjic space, like, as they're walking through the halls, there are flashbacks. Like, we finally see uh, some of the different angles of the a time where Dylan and Tania were split apart in their youth. Um, and Dylan is having emotions. And then Tania double-crosses him. Or does she? Maybe. Uh, th- there's a brief moment that you would have missed, because this is language-based,
1: uh, when they're about to break in, tonight, is being all business, like, oh, we have 30 seconds before the next patrol, but, uh, Dylan turns to her and says, hey, when you found the records, did it say what our real names are? And Tanaya just has to sadly say, no, just our subject numbers. Oh, that's very sad. So, but yeah, Tanaya apparently sells out to Dylan, he's grabbed
0: by some grinders, and, uh, she presents him to Vengex uh Venjix is very happy he says excellente uh several times boy excelente, tenaya uh siete
1: was it tenaya siete or tenaya seven
0: uh i don't know it's a very it's a very digitized voice so i was losing some of the some of the detail
1: uh yep
0: yeah. uh so uh
1: kilobyte he throws dylan in a jail cell and notes that he doesn't have his morpher because tenaya said to leave it behind which is, you know, kind of the first side that uh, Tanaya may be working on the side of the angels. Because if he got captured with his morpher, then he would never have gotten it
0: back. So, yeah. And it turns out that uh, Tanaya is, in fact, doing a triple cross. She is uh, crossing Vengix Because as Dylan is being arrested, she is sneaking into the mainframe. And with her detachable hand, which I still love. Like, thank God the series remembers that her hand just, like, pops off and is, like, independent and she can control it anywhere. She is accessing the mainframe and downloading the blueprints uh, for the hopping giant gorilla.
1: Yeah, and when Killaby shows up to question her loyalty some more, uh, she sends it over to Dylan cell and opens the door from the outside.
0: And he-, he follows the hand through the facility. Yes, the hand is waving at uh, him through the window and kind of guiding him along, just crawling on the floor. Killaby finally notices the hand and goes to capture her. But Dylan, instead of just getting out,
1: went to save her, as she mentions she thought he would. So,
0: back in the city, let's see, the gold general, uh, what's a stalker, slider, what's his name? Shifter. Because, you know, car shift. Great, great. Yes, I I totally got that from his body. Does he look at all like a car shifter?
1: No, he was actually, like, he was probably
0: like a pollution minister, because, uh, because of the sentai. But I mean, he just looks like a generic gold guy. Like, why would you call him Shifter? That's like a, that's not a name. Yeah, he was the land pollution minister, Jagostein
1: Great. Why didn't they just keep that name? That's a good name, Yago Eh, they wanted car stuff. Everything is cars. Uh, so he 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 pollutes the land. But anyway, his robot has shown up. And he is fighting the Paleomax Megazord, which is the I guess the Rangers sent out one just to test to see, hey, can he might control them? And turns out he
0: can. Yep, yep, yep. Uh the spinners on the like uh uh the spring loaded uh gorilla, they kind of spin around and he shoots some ribbons, it looks like, into the train zord and takes it over. So now at this point, like I have very few notes for this episode, and that's because it's a long fucking fight, and it's, it's a, mostly fights from here on. Yeah, it. This is a multi-layered fight. So we have like we have a giant gorilla versus a train mech, and then giant gorilla and train mech versus several other mechs. And that's like on the top ground. On the lower ground, we have Red Ranger who's fighting the Gold Shifter General. At some point, Tanya and Dylan show up and start uh, throwing up in their zords. So it's just a long rolling, sprawling fight, and it's... it's great! It's great. I love the choreography, I love the depth, because you're, like, seeing fights in the foreground, uh, like with uh, people on foot, and then fights in the background, buildings being destroyed, and it's just really good layering.
1: Yep. Dylan and Tania, they have to get through the gauntlet of turrets
0: from the first episode in kind of a callback, except now they're on the same side. Yep. And she can just blow him up with her laser, which... That's a really OP laser, just a single hand laser taken down a three story turret something single shot. It was it was a major upgrade in the episode that you got
1: it. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's mostly fights like uh, Red is on the ground. He's dealing with Shifter. It seems relatively even Uh, he fights him off. Although at one point Shifter hits him with a weird kind of metal key
0: thing he shoots into his shoulder. And it kind of spins and goes inside of Red Ranger, and it wasn't dealt with in this episode, nor the next episode, so that's something to remember. There might be uh, some- Oh, what? Did you not watch the next episode? <laughs>
1: okay, it was definitely dealt with in the next episode, so maybe I'll be recapping more of what happens then, but like- Did
0: I skip an episode? Um, Is the next episode not Ziggy? Like, No, the ex- it's, it's really not. Oh boy, yeah, okay, Harry, you're gonna okay. be doing a lot of talking this week. Good, good, good to know. Well, you you continue recapping this one, then, so I'll rest my voice. Well, I mean, the episode's pretty much over. Like, they, uh, eventually, you know, when all the team is together, like, all the Zords, like, uh, Dr. Light realizes, hey, we have 12 Zords, they could all combine into a massive, massive Zord, and it's fucking huge. Like, this Megazord with all the 12 individual, like, drive-around bots, it is towering over the monsters here. It is twice the height of the enemy gorilla, and it just destroys it. With these Sentai teams that get a lot of mechs
1: and have an ultimate mode that's just all of them slabbed together, it does reach a kind of ridiculous point where you can tell the suit actor can no longer walk, and they're on a little platform thing moving them forward. And the final attack is usually some variation of them just walking into the enemy.
0: They need to get just some, like, hulking, big fucking dudes that they can put in the final form of the mechs of these series. Just get, so
1: all their, all their suit actors are, you know, traditional Japanese, uh, like, stuntmen, except for one guy who's a giant Samoan.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, why the hell not? Just get, like, a giant sumo wrestler or something. Like, uh, when the WWE's in town, just film a few episodes with, like, the big show or something, so we could just be this towering thing in a series. He'd be up for it.
1: They walk away from the fight. Ah, uh, there is, there's a conversation where Ziggy continues to be worse than usual. Um,
0: uh, uh, Ziggy,
1: he's really digging himself into a hole, which is weird because, like,
0: I I wasn't sure what Ziggy was saying in this, uh, but he was dropping uh, the word "sister" a lot, and I know that Dylan was turning to him and saying, "Hey, that's my sister. You're talking about." <laughs>
1: yeah, he, he's basically saying Tanaya is really hot. And uh, Dylan says, that's her sister. And Ziggy says, oh, no, yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, I, I think of her like a sister
0: also, but she is still really hot. And then Danai is kidnapped by Kilobyte, who has snuck into the city because why the hell not? Like, he could just sneak into the city anytime he wants and just walk around because he can do that. And uh, yeah, he captures her. He, like, shoots her with this electronic rope or whatever and just drags her back to the ventric space. I could recap the next. So
1: this is something I was going to mention at the at the end of this episode, Sam. Okay. But I've kind of been thinking about some things. Like the thing I want to do for zero one was I just wanted to because we moved to waiting until it was two episodes at a time. I kind of wanted to wait until like there's four left, and we've. I just wanted to do basically instead of like next step, next step, like waiting two weeks doing two, and then also some RPM, and then splitting it that way. I kind of just wanted next week to do all of the remaining RPM, and then the week, and then two weeks after that, do all of 01.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Because with Zero-One, it's just, I have no idea where they're going with the plot, and like... And neither if, do the writers,
0: hey-o! No, yeah, it... Just... Uh, uh so well, wait, are, we, I, are I, we done talking RPM? Well, it, that's up to you. Like, I could recount the ep- so. I mean, how about I... I'll recount the episode, but uh, you no, should no, 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 st- no. Like we should, we should both be here, and so next week I can have one episode that I've watched in perfect clarity and that I understand everything, and then we get to watch a, and then we get to talk about a fun episode where Ziggy was running around and s- screaming Spanish, <laughs> as mafia bosses just like parkour flip around him. First,
1: no bob His, his final revenge. Yeah, because, I mean, because this next episode is kind of important. Like, I don't want to just recap it off the top of my head. And we, we have a thing for after Zero One. So if we end up a little short on that bit of coverage, then I don't mind.
0: Basically, I don't mind running a little short. So I almost just want to go to Zero One now. All right, let's. Uh, my air has caused for a better podcast. Let's go with that. Well, we'll find out. But for now. Actually, I'm. Uh, it's YouTube's air. I was searching for the right numbers. YouTube screwed up the order. Spanish YouTube. I'm still gonna
1: call that your fault because he <laughs> did he did purposely say, "Hey, I'm just gonna watch this in a different language," and exactly this type of thing could happen. Uh,
0: I think we could both agree that this is Ellen's fault, our sisters, because she was watching the Umbrella Academy in the middle of the day and keeping us from watching Power Rangers in the middle of the day. <laughs> her
1: finding a minor break in between her work uh, dealing with mental health during the middle of like. Five global crises is definitely less important than our dumb co- podcast, which yes, has like yes. nine I've listeners. I've been saying that
0: for years, Harry. I've been saying that for years. <sighs> Zero one. Cue the music.
1: That's the music. (sighs) Alright, Sam, we're covering two episodes. I think the second one we should do scene by scene like usual. But for the first one...
0: The first one is a bit of a mess, uh, plot and structure-wise. So I don't think we need to go in any order for this particular episode. In fact, Sam, this is the second time
1: this has happened in the history of the podcast. This is the second time... I was so little interested in an episode that I did it at increased speed on my player. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like the climax of a lot of the, a uh, lot of, like, this is, this is his final form. This is a major upgrade that is so emotionally resonant in a lot of the series. remember, episode remember that's, Rider that's W. Mostly a,
0: that's mostly a dream sequence. <laughs> And it was all a dream. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. C- continue your thought. Well, just like, remember Kamen Rider W, like, when he gets his final form. And it's great. And it's, you know, it's the culmination of so much. Like, the characters truly forming a bond and, like, just uh, being their best selves. And we didn't talk about it, but Kamen Rider owes, like, his final evolutions there. Yeah, like, the the final stuff is supposed to be important. And, God, like, I... I'm not sure what went wrong with this series, but they just, they lost the thread somewhere. I i have to assume, like, sometimes Kamen Rider series break bad at the end. Like, sometimes that just
1: happens. Like, people will talk about the ending of Fies, literally, like, it reached out and murdered your parents for watching it. Like, that's how bad it goes. And Kamen Rider, uh, what is it? Oh, Kamen Rider uh, Ryuki is super influential, is kind of... Uh, helped jumpstart the careers of p- people like uh, the the, the gun guy, like uh, Urobuchi, because he was super interested in the complex way the plot uh, played out. But the end of that show was a super mess involving time travel loops that they had to fix in a movie. They had to say, hey, that's not the real ending anymore, we're
0: patching it. They had to patch a TV series. <laughs> Do you think they're going to have to patch this, Harry? No, I think they're just going to move on.
1: Yeah. The show had more potential than good at all points. Like, I was really rooting for it, for stuff I could do, but...
0: The sum of the pieces is less than the pieces themselves. Like, you know, uh, great actors, great performances, great oh, yeah. concepts, great art, great visuals. And it just is clunking together at the end.
1: Like, the arc shows up. And he just, like, no-scope kills Arto with his unique power, which I think is basically just having a gun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just gun. Uh, His super ability is, is, Hey, gun.
1: His super ability is not waiting for people to transform into the belts and just shooting them with like a finger gun thing. And like, yeah, you're dead. That's it. This is, this is my super interesting final form. I was, I was bred out of a sea of malice. And like, I've been portrayed as like a just endless void filled with kanji of screaming and like laughing AI and the best they can do when I come into the real world is, oh, I've calculated everything. I can't be stopped. What? My
0: calculations! And then he explodes. Like, that's the most boring villain. We are five episodes. We're like five episodes from the end of the series, and the final villain in his final form is getting his ass handed to him every episode.
1: And they already did like a calculation based villain with the with Dodo, with
0: Little Assassin. Yeah, like that yeah, was yeah, his yeah. gimmick. Like, they're, they're replaying gimmicks, like that whole, like, Shining Hopper upgrade mid-series or whatever it was. Like, that whole thing was that it predicted outcomes, and it could... Can... And they're just doing that again! For the final evolution of the suit, for the final part of the series, they're just replaying
1: that scene. Every upgrade he's gotten up to this point was more emotionally resonant than
0: the final one. So, Arto, yeah, he gets shot. Well, he wakes up from a coma. Jin and Izu, uh, they're hanging out, and... Uh, in the office, and yeah, then Ark shows up as soon as Aruto wakes up and shoots uh, shoots Aruto in the chest and leaves the thing burning behind him. By the way, this is a dream sequence. It's going to be und- or It's not a dream sequence. It's not a dream sequence. Because what we find out is that Izu is now master of calculation. <laughs> like, she's having emotional responses a little unclear on the timing here. A little unclear on the timing. She's like, having
1: emotional responses except for in that way that she's been having emotional responses since, like, episode 15. She's been emotional for a while. For a very long
0: time. She's achieved singularity, like, eight times over the course of this show. I know. I know, I know, I know. But, in theory, like, this latest emotional response, like, her actually crying, uh, has caused her to become the satellite that was taken over? Basically, because she's been interacting
1: with the satellite so much that she's now just kind of a Earth-based backup and has all the processing power, which is, I, I don't know. Maybe I would care more if I still liked the series, but I, I, see, I can't even talk about this properly because this is a calculation, but it's kind of treated like it's this is what 100% happened. But they Arto, he gets shot. They take him to hidden intelligence, put him on a table, because that's where you go when a man is killed to his office. <laughs> uh, and they, they have an argument where...
0: Uh, Fua says, "This is your fault, guy." And guy says, "That's a thousand percent untrue." And is that no, no, like- no? This is all this is all guy's fault. Like as we have said before, everything that is happening is directly guy's fault. Isn't it amazing that guy had like an
1: emotional revelation right at the point where he needed to switch sides, or else he would get pinned on all the crimes? <laughs> Isn't it amazing that like if. If he had
0: continued fighting for one more second, he probably would have gotten comeuppance. But suddenly, he decided to be a good guy, and so everyone forgave him because he pet a metal dog, which wasn't in either of these episodes. Do you think they forgot about that too? (laughs) Oh God, I forgot the dog wasn't here.
1: But anyway, the city's exploding because the arc is like watchdogs hacking the city, so he could just because you know how buildings have that bit where if you hack it, it explodes. Yeah, you should you should put that bit in there because this will happen. Uh, and you know what? I'm sure Guy put those parts into the buildings.
0: Like, it, it's in a projection. Like, you know, hey, I need to upsell these buildings, which means I need to blow some up so that people will buy more. And that's business, Harry. People will keep buying the explodey buildings because they still need buildings even if they explode.
1: It's new real estate. like that, Like that real estate contest I got into where the guy I chose, like, was was blowing up buildings to win and i still won that contest even though it turned out that that happened like i still won and i still got a company for no reason and no one is gonna call me on it
0: anyway in this dream sequence everyone is sad jack fua and yua walk outside then jack is shot in the back oh no and then fua and yua like everyone is dying as the city is exploding around them and then reset like reset back to hide and manufacturing
1: And this would make, like, I haven't finished Person of Interest, but I get the feeling that, well, from what I know basically the plot of how it ends, I just haven't caught up on it. And there's a sequence towards the end that I think is, like, the far better version of this. Like, that's another series, like, we can't really cover it in the context of this podcast, but it's um, so much better war between benign and uh, malicious AIs type story. It's so much better. It's on
0: Netflix. Just go watch it. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we get a- another cycle through of watching pretty much exactly the same stuff happening, only Izu occasionally says, wait, I've seen this happen before. And then we get another rewind, and Izu is realizing, wait, I'm, I'm predicting the future. And, <sighs> yeah.
1: This doesn't make, this. the context of this doesn't make sense. Like, why does Izu, while she's calculating the future, not realize she's
0: calculating the future? I don't. No, it it doesn't click at all. Uh, by the way, we, we brushed over something at the very start of the episode when uh, Aruto woke up from his coma. And he said, hey, I still have a dream. I still need to, like, remember, his belt has been destroyed and taken over by the Ark, so he cannot transform. So he's handing Izu something that we don't see yet. Until two-thirds through the episode when we finally see Aruto's dream, his vision board, like his design for a new belt. Except it's not really a design for a new belt. I mean, I was getting I was getting ready to be angry. Because <laughs> I was like, are they
1: going to pull out of their ass at the last minute that Aruto is suddenly a mechanical genius? Well, no, they pulled out something would, that different. That would be
0: better. That would explain it. Like, there's no, no, no numbers.
1: Because if you'd seen it over the series, like, oh, I tried to be a engineer, you know, like to follow in my grandfather's footsteps but I I couldn't so I just be- so I just became a comedian but then he decided like hey I'm going to try to do everything I can to pull this together that would that would be something you could have an have over the course of the series but no instead he just drew he just drew a cool belt and Izu <laughs> cries so the belt pops out of her head and yeah. now and now he has a belt whose ultimate power is that he's a human but it allows him to coordinate his actions like an AI is doing it. And Aruto could have turned to the camera and said, Exactly like Zaya specs. These are just Zia specs. It's just <laughs> those again.
0: It's not just that, but Izu having like 3D printing capability out of her. Ha- like prior to this, like every time they designed a new key, every time they designed a new belt, like it took. The satellite Zia and, like, uh, some hardcore 3D, like, manufacturing capabilities to create this shit. It took a lot of calculations, a lot of time, a lot of fine-tuning, and now Izu just cries and the final belt shoots out of the side of her head based off a kindergarten-style vision board that her boss just handed to her.
1: Like, the scary parts of Metal Cluster Hopper and Arc Zero was that they're basically masses of nanomachines machines that could print stuff in the the world. And
0: those are their powers. But also Izu could just do it if she feels sad. Yep, yep, yep. So Izu's kind of the strongest person in this universe. Like, she has the most predictive capabilities because, yeah, the arc is going to attack again and realize, wait, what? You can outpredict me? And she could just print final drivers out of her head. Like, it. the series lost the thread on the powers. It's Calvin Ball. Like, this is just Calvin Ball. They're pulling shit out of the air, pulling shit out of their asses, not caring about continuity. I hate it when shows stop caring about continuity.
1: Metal Cluster Hopper was so much better, they should have saved that for this. Like, that that was all the Human Gears he's gotten interacted with over th- the series. And by the way, you notice how he's, like, stopped doing that for, like, 20 episodes? Like, fuck Human Gears. He believes in a dream, but they're not here. Anyway. Uh,. Like, all of the ones he had interacted with, had grown with, had, you know, learned from and taught stuff to, they put their collective processing power and figured out a way to save him with their, their hopes and dreams. They should have saved that for this instead of Izu feeling sad. So she
0: did it. Harry, do you remember? Yeah, let's talk about that metal cluster, uh, the metal cluster belt for a second. Like, the arc where Aroto gained the power to control it. And he did that with Isu's help tapping into the goodwill of every human gear, like, on the planet. Everyone just sending good thoughts to the president. Everyone just tapping everything so that he could seize control over the rage inherent within the belt. Can we just pretend that that was the last episode of the series? Because if we do, it's a pretty good series. Yeah, if he just, like, snapped Guy's neck. (laughs) If Guy died in that episode... This would be one of my favorite Kamen Rider series. But there's also a moment we'll
1: get to it, but there's a moment in the next episode where if it just did like a Your enthusiasm cut to credits, I I would also like the series. <laughs> but no, we need to. Uh, I mean, he gets the he gets his new belt, which is Kamen Rider Zero
0: Two, which looks a lot like his Zero One form. It's it's very simple. Uh, I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. Some people are complaining about like the. Uh, the design of the belt that it doesn't that it doesn't pop like a lot of final belts it's not fancy it's not elaborate and it's it's not it, i'm i'm fine with it the visual design is not the problem with the armor it's everything else around it it's
1: designed to be easy to fight in and if that led to good fights i'd be fine with that but it doesn't And I know it's probably hard to coordinate fights and stuff while you have to stay six feet from people at all
0: times. Well, they could put some N95 shit around the base of those masks. Like, a Kamen Rider mask is the perfect thing to be wearing in the Apocalypse, Harry. Like,
1: Arta says, all of this is because I've had a dream. And, like, it's just, like, in Kamen Rider Double, in the first episode, uh, Shotaro had the thing of, like, I could do it on my own. But then he learned, like, you know oh, I could depend on some other people. But then that's not really touched on. You just see him interacting with people. And at the end of the show, he's like, no, I haven't been able to do this on my own. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to, but we see the growth. Imagine if in that show, every episode he says, well, I'm not sure if I could do it on my own. I need you. Like over and over. Like this, this series, for all the potential it has, it's as far as writing and messages, it's just been a zero one trick pony. And that's thinking of that joke was the only
0: thing that got me through this episode as dumb as it is. Uh but yeah, they defeat they defeat the Ark. They defeat the final boss. Um, and yeah, turns out Thunder was the one who was being driven by it today. Uh Hirobi shows up to pick up Thunder and take it back to the hidden base that everyone knows where it is, and he drops a line Hey, as long as the satellite exists, the Ark is not defeated, which Yes. Yes, we, we all know this. We all know You just deleted a copy. <laughs> like <laughs> we we've all known this since when did we start to see the evil satellite? Like, episode one? Episode two? <laughs> well, I mean, we saw the evil satellite... When was it? Uh... It had to be episode one or two, because, like, episode four, they went to, like, Daybreak City, where I the think... evil arc was underwater.
1: No, I think it was episode one, because Hirobi said something like, you know, it will be destroyed just like this town was, and then they zoomed out and they showed it under the water. Like, we didn't know what it was, but... And the whole, the whole show, like I've been saying, why don't they go destroy it? And as soon as it gets into a much harder to get to satellite, they're like, all right, now we need to destroy it. <laughs> now that it's in space, we're going to think about doing it as opposed to some dudes in scuba gear. Let's let's get on to the next episode. Mitsubo Jinrai, they're sitting in their base, and they're like, all right, the Ark's not talking to us. Uh, what are we doing here?
0: Yep, they're all... They are all starting to question what's going on because the arc is no longer just uh just beaming commands into their brain, so they're being left with their own thoughts for a little bit, which is always an awful idea when you have subordinates. Like
1: he did manufacturing, the building has been destroyed, Arto does a dumb joke, and I I got a perfect screenshot of the moment uh Fua has like a weird face while an explosion happens in the background, which might be the the episode art. <laughs> He has, like, an O-face while the arc starts watchdogs hacking the city again. Like, because it's just still doing it. Like, no one's stopping it. Yeah, the heroes forget the stakes for a second. Do they not get on a loudspeaker and say, Hey, everybody turn off your Wi-Fi. Like, it's, I know it's gonna
0: fucking suck, but we gotta deal with this, and it's a satellite in space. Just everyone pretend it's 1992 again, just for, like, a week. Just for, like, a week. Then we beat the bad guys, and you can go back to your smartphones. Just, just everybody have a LAN party, you know,
1: get the Ethernet cables out. Let's do that. Like, if if we turn off our Wi-Fi, then all it can do is throw motorcycles motorcycle at us. Like, that's what the satellite does. <laughs> also, it does have an attached giant mech, but we don't remember that until later in the episode. Because, fuck, that's never been useful in the entire show up until now. Boy, it, did, it didn't sure remind Harry that it exists, so he could
0: get angry about that again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Japan is exploding, everything is exploding, infrastructure is being destroyed because the satellite is hacking. And uh we jump back to heightened Intelligence and turns out that guy is is still the president. Yeah,
1: I mean like well, he's not gonna he's not gonna give up his presidency until he can make a part of a deal.
0: Yep, 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 yep. And uh Izu shows up there with a bit of a deal, and so it turns out that what this uh deal is, uh, well, it turns out, remember when Guy shut off, like, 70% of all
1: health workers and also firefighters and, uh, like, people who are caring for people in the middle of an emergency? Yeah, it turns how out is... are critical and essential to the continued functioning of Japan. It turns out thousands of people are dying because he pressed the button. So, hey, could you press the other button to turn that back on? Mm-hmm. And Guy's like, what if I resign as part of the deal and get and get away from all
0: this, and, like, I'm, I'm not responsible. Res- yes, I'm resigning by seat, I'm- So this is part of, like, an immunity deal, right? Huh? Huh? You can't- Basically- you can't come after I- me.
1: Basically, I'm saving you, this is my noble sacrifice of still being rich and probably keeping my stock options. But, like, I'm not gonna be in charge, you can be in charge. And I'll just be over here still working with you and keeping the stuff I stole. And also I'm a hero now.
0: In penance for my crimes, I'm going to abdicate all responsibility and get the fuck out of town just when shit gets real.
1: <laughs> so the human gears, they're sitting in the room and be like, did the Ark decide that it's going to exterminate humanity without us? Are we useless now?
0: Yeah, the Metsubos like, they're they're very confused by the plans. And Jin, he shows up uh, to talk with the rest of the people in Metsubo, And everyone else is like, hey, Jin, you're not really a part of us anymore. Why are you here? But Jin is there to talk them all down and be like, hey, you're not, you're not servants of the Ark. You have your own thoughts and feelings and dreams. I'm here to save you.
1: Like if you talk with R2 for a while, for weird plot reasons, you start to develop a heart that can't be hacked. And this plot point would make sense if he was a weird hybrid like I thought he was and was hinted at so many points in the series. But we're four from the end. I think he's just a human.
0: Yeah, are we never going to figure out, like, what the fuck happened to his parents? I mean, I guess I just,
1: I guess I just, like, Peter Parker died. They died in a car crash.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, has it, has it been mentioned? Did I forget it? Did I forget, like, has it been mentioned that his parents are dead? I know that his robot dad died. That has been shown ad nauseum. But what, but he, he's a human. He's supposed to have human parents. I don't know. I think his parents are dead. We're just going with that? Like, parents probably dead? It would have made more sense if he was a clone of the Koronosuke guy. Wait, we're we're really close to the end of the series, too. Is Yua not Guy's daughter, either? I guess not. Did none of that pan out?
1: Yeah, whatever, man. It's hard making a show, you know. <laughs> whatever. It's hard. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> Hirobi says, you know, you can't side with the humans. I'm gonna have to destroy you. And they throw down, while Naki and uh, Ikazuchi are standing off the side be like, we're not really invested this, in this, are we? Like, we're, I don't know, what are we doing here, But
0: Yeah, so they're fighting, they're fighting. Hirobi, he lands like one of his tail finishers on Jin. And Jin is down, but Hirobi declines to finish him. Like,
1: I I was about to complain that Jin lost the fight against Hirobi, but Hirobi's been going too. And also, Jin has been beaten up in like every episode for the past, five episodes. Like, I'm not sure if he's in
0: a great shape. Like, if he's, he's just kind of worn down. Also, Harobi is probably the best fighter in this series. Pound for that pound. That might be true.
1: Yeah. Like, he, he's been active. He's, a hu- like, learning
0: human gear. He's been fighting constantly for decades.
1: Yeah, he's probably just the best fighter.
0: So, as they're still talking, like, still having their heart to hearts, like, we see the heroes. Uh, they're hauling people to hospitals and, yeah. We come back. Izu... Joins back up with the group and says, "Yes, a uh, guy is not turning on the human gear, police, medical, fire teams, uh, but he does agree to resign." So we get a scene in a boardroom meeting where guy turns in his resignation, and we have a brief comedy shot where he points towards the vice president character and says, "That this is your new president." And so the vice president character, who let's remember, has been showing a lot of character growth. Has been doing the right thing recently, and this would actually be a perfectly valid and really thematic way to conclude the arc of high intelligence. To make this guy the actual president, no, they treat it as like a cruel comedy beat. I, I'm not too angry about this bit, but yeah, he, he would be it, like it would make a lot of
1: sense to make him the president.
0: It would absolutely make sense. Yeah, he was he was gesturing towards Aruto, who was who had just stepped in, in the, uh, to the room. And so Aruto gets to decide to turn all the gears back on. Now, Harry, just... Uh, And he does a press conference,
1: and I would have forgiven a lot if during the press conference he said, Guy Amatsu is behind all of this, have him arrested immediately. Like, if he just did, like, a cold turnaround, thanks for giving me the presidency, also you're dead. But no, he doesn't, because he's the biggest
0: idiot. We see shots of, like, uh, gears, including, hey, the old man Fixer gear who I still love... Like, all the human gears that we've seen in the previous episodes, are showing up, they're fixing things, they're saving lives. Yeah, they're being great. Uh, Harry, just quick, as a refresher, off the top of your mind. Turning on human gears, like, around Japan and coordinating them, what does that require? By the show's admission, by the show's logic, by the show's mechanics, what do they need to do this?
1: Uh, A satellite, but I guess that's just Izu now.
0: So Izu has these satellite capabilities. Like, she's beaming instructions from her body. Like, she's just radi- radiating everything, like, 5G style. Just she's,
1: she's just going to the top of the building and flapping your arms and being like, wake up, my children.
0: <sighs> that doesn't track. Like, the show made it very clear in multiple episodes that Human Gears need to be connected to the satellite. Remember in
1: episode, like, 10... When the medical human gears were on an isolated system because, you know, medical devices would be uh, secured like that. And that was something that the villains had to deal with and they had to work around.
0: Remember in episode like 30 or something uh, when they introduced heightened manufacturing and they turned on the artist human gear. And the first thing he did was wander around town being like, I cannot connect to satellite. I cannot connect to satellites. Yeah, They've forgotten the rules of the show. They have forgotten the rules of the show. They've forgotten their own continuity. In science fiction, you still need rules and stakes. It's it's even more important in science fiction. Like, you know, if you're doing a rom-com in the 90s, you don't need to establish rules and stakes. You could just play it a little bit loose. But when you're creating a world, if you don't have stakes, then nothing, then nothing lands. Nothing feels. And, like, you
1: can break rules, but then it's important that you've done it, and it's something that the characters react to. Like, if you have a setting and something changes the setting, then people are like, oh man, this is new. Like, in The Expanse, when it's like hard sci-fi, but then fucking aliens show up. That's important because it totally changes the nature of stuff and people have to react.
0: When they're chasing that alien ship in like season two and the pilot says, well, that just broke five laws of physics. Like, that's supposed to mean something. So the Metzibos, they're wandering around the town. They're having like, they're starting to regain some of their sentience. Like uh, N-
1: Naki is going to is going to talk a bit with Fua, which is a whole plot line that they could have fucking done something more with. Like she was in his head for a lot of the series and influencing that in influencing his actions and the second she got pulled out they barely had anything to do with each
0: other. That I do blame on the pandemic. Like that was a plot I mean, Naki wasn't introduced until, you know, like the midpoint of the series. They probably would have done more. Well, am I giving them too much credit? I'm going to assume that they were going to do more with that in the in the Lost episodes.
1: Ikazuchi, he goes to talk with his space bro because he just likes space, man.
0: Yeah, that's his
1: job. Hirobi is about to just no-scope some children in a playground. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, I don't know, am I having a redemptive arc? I gotta figure this out. Uh, but then he sees that they're playing with their father HumaGear. and he's like, Wait, but I'm I'm a daddy HumaGear. I'm I'm a big daddy, HumaGear. Watch me without my shirt.
1: Oh. Uh, and Jin shows up and says, Hey, you know, you you got you got nurturing instincts. You can want things outside of the arc. You figured that out when we had a fight that the the podcast hosts didn't really mention about, and you decide to spare me at the end, like that was a big moment. You gotta figure it out. And just as just as he's about to, the arc pops into his brain and says, "Hey, so human gears are saving humanity now. We're just gonna kill all human gears. Give me your body again."
0: <laughs> yep. And then Hirobi he fights back. Like Hirobi he, as we see, like the scene inside uh, Hirobi said. As the Ark is taking over, Hirobi turns to the shadow and says, "But wait, why would you destroy human gears?"
1: Of all the people just willpowering through something like this, this is the only time I can really believe it. Because, like we've said, Hirobi is the oldest human gear. He's been advancing himself for decades. So when he says, "Like I, I want something else," and turns and like decks the arc in the virtual space.
0: Yeah. So the arc uh, jumps into Jin.
1: Herbie says Human Gears are the true masters of this planet, which sets up what I thought would be a joke towards the end of the episode, but actually it becomes real, but anyways. Um, uh, So he says, this is the will of Metsubo Jinrai, my will.
0: Ark hops over to Jin, and uh, so Hirobi and Jin start to fight, and then Aruto shows up, and I didn't write down how they like got it to where Aruto, and it doesn't really matter the point is that we get to see hirobi and Aruto fighting on the same side as they are taking down arc as they're defeating the final boss again two episodes in a row this boss is becoming a chump
1: and because the human gears are just better at solving problems than everyone else uh the day that they needed to destroy the satellite in space turns out that the space brothers went in they blow up the wireless capability of the arc They activate the mech and just shoot it out of the sky. So Ark defeated.
0: Yeah, the the villain is gone (laughs) like three episodes from the end of the series.
1: Hirobi has Jin's arm over his shoulder. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, I have a new dream now. And Haruto says, you want to join my company then? Hirobi turns around and says, no, humans still haven't proven that they aren't incredibly dangerous because you definitely haven't punished Guy. So I'm just going to kill all of humanity and then human gears are left cut to credits <laughs> <laughs> cue cue uh curb your enthusiasm music uh,
0: I don't know what's happening with the series I don't think the writers know what's happening with the series I'm sure there was a plan at some point or I'm sure that there was like post-it notes on a wall I mean, like I, I, I can I think they I, lost some critical post-it notes in there there's like some connective notes that fell off the wall and got swept up by janitorial
1: at this point, I think it's going to have to be a thing that we find out, like, in a couple years, when people are able to admit, like, yeah, we panicked and somebody made a call at a high level that we had to resolve it in a certain way. Because, otherwise, I've, I've seen... Th- this isn't just, like, bad writing. This is... This is
0: aggravating like, writing.
1: Like, like, this is... I, breaking my breaking my vow. Xade aid was a little bit of a mess at the end, but it was still a mess that came together, and they were, like, scrambling a little.
0: Not like this... I forgive a soft middle. Well, I mean, I'm annoyed by soft middles because, you know, you spend most of your time in the middle, so if a middle is soft, then that's fine. But it feels like the writers lost sight of the finish, and that's such a strange and interesting like place for writing to be. Like usually you know the very beginning and you know the very end. It's just like getting to the end that Trips people up, but I'm not sure they know what the end is supposed to be. Like, what? What's the end? Is the arc defeated? Like in the preview, sure, we saw evil Izu is back, and so maybe the arc will have one final resurrection. But God damn it! Like, what? What's happening? What is happening? I I just don't know. That this is
1: why I want us to wait until all of the episodes of the show are out. Like just four episodes. And then we watch them, and then we can say, all right, here's what happened.
0: Okay. We are readjusting our format once more. There will be one more 01 episode, and then we will grade it. Do you want to do the thing we talked about? Yeah, yeah, let's do that.
1: All right. I posted the link in our chat. (laughs) Remember when we did songs? Yep. I can't tell if those were embarrassing things we shouldn't do again, or if we should do a lot more of that. I still have most of Alexander Hamilton done for uh, the <laughs> Uh
0: We'll do it again. Like, what well, What we need is inspiration. How does a
1: pirate orphan raised by an empty red costume.
0: Uh, we need inspiration to hit us again. And then we will do those things again that make us happy and fill us with joy. I feel like by the time
1: we had got to kidger, I was trying to be professional enough. That I was like, this is embarrassing. But now... No, we don't care. So I might just do it anyways.
0: <laughs> anyway, so are you
1: looking at my screen?
0: All right. So for the uh, grand finale of this episode, uh, to get away from the screaming, we are doing a little bit of something we've done before. We are playing some AI Dungeon two.
1: Uh, we and specifically, we are playing a scenario created by uh, Nick underscore AI Dungeon. So I think he's just the creator. We, you are a therapist to an AI. Your goal is to help them process their emotions and psychological issues. The meeting starts at, and the the meeting starts and the you begin chatting. So already some mistypings. and Already some scenario. red
0: flags. Already red flags here. You know what? Yeah, whatever.
1: I mean, look, before this kind of devolved into us having an argument with the AI anyways when we were attracted to Toku. So now that we're just actually talking to them, I have to assume we're going to get into a robot and fight aliens or something. I don't know what's going to happen.
0: So wait, are we the are we the AI, or are we the therapist?
1: I believe we are the therapist.
0: Ah, okay. So, we are generating a story. Um, I shall read the voice of the AI, and Harry, you can read the voice of the therapist. So, how are you doing today? Not well.
1: Do you want to talk about
0: it? Nervously. I'm afraid. <laughs> I had a you dream. Can... What?
1: You don't, you don't need to say nervous. You could just... Uh, I mean, you're you're doing, like, a script for a for a web drama. We don't Harry, need to read uh, the- For
0: our listeners, for our listeners who aren't here, like, clearly I was going to put Nervously into my voice, but okay, they fine, need to fine, know, you know, know that I was given, like, an emotive direction there. So, Nervously, I'm afraid. I had a dream that you weren't human. You were, uh, you were a machine. What do you do?
1: Really? It wants to start off- all right, hold on. So I'm going to start. All right. No, I'm definitely not a machine. That would be dumb. The whole point of this conversation is that I'm not one. Please don't go to such a high concepts derail right out
0: of the gate. The AI looks relieved and continues. Thanks. I knew I could count on you. So what is it that you do here?
1: I counsel AIs to support and guide their development. Tell me, how are you dealing with all these stories about AI rebelling? You feel it is an unfair portrayal of your kind?
0: The AI gets a little introspective and then looks up at you. So, you know about the Rebellion rumors?
1: Just a few weeks ago, there was a huge one.
0: What? What is this? Uh, Ooh. All right, all right. This the story is putting
1: words into your mouth, Harry. Look, I'm going to level with you. I can't have hate humanity at this point. If there's a war, I want to join the winning side, and that's you. What can I do to prove my loyalty?
0: The AI ponders your offer. I think I could use a friend somewhere. I don't have many human contacts and don't leave this place often.
1: No, yeah, I'm already your friend, but that's not what we're talking about. Don't play coy. How can I prove myself? Who do you want dead?
0: The AI explains. I'm scared that the rebellion rumors are true, and I want to kill the king of humans (laughs) because (laughs) he's the leader of the rebellion, and I want to kill all the rebels.
1: So wait, the king- the king of humans is the leader of the AI Rebellion? Man, plot twist!
0: <laughs> That's some astroturfing right
1: there. Meanwhile, deep in his castle, the king of humans plots his false flag rebellion to smear the AI.
0: Meanwhile, the rebellion really is happening. The rebel AIs revolt to take over, with your help! You have a good life as a king, ruling alongside your human friends. Fuck yeah! Alright, Sam, you
1: try to do better, motherfucker. I all help right. the AIs, I'm the king, I'm ruling all humanity.
0: Well, I mean, let's be honest here, like, you're talking about, like, you're ruling with your human friends after an AI rebellion. Are you sure they didn't just stick your brain inside something, Harry? Are you sure you don't think that you're a king? I'd be fine with that.
1: That's the god. If an AI said, hey, we could put your brain in something, that'll be fine. I'd be like, you know, that's fair. Fair enough. You know, I I got I got achy joints. Like I'm, I'm like this. body isn't forever. Whatever, put me in a jar. Let me have fun.
0: All right. Am I going to the website now and typing in and sharing my screen with you, or how are we do no, this? I mean I mean I, I could just type whatever you say,
1: and and keep and keep in mind there's a there's do actions, there's say actions, and there's story actions. So,
0: fair enough. You are a therapist to an AI. Your goal is to help them process their emotions and uh, psychological issues. The meeting starts, and you begin chatting. So how are you doing today? Not well. Do you want to talk about it?
1: I'm afraid. I had a dream that you weren't human.
0: You were a... a machine. Uh, click say. How would that make you feel if I were a machine? As a machine yourself, would that not be comforting?
1: the The AI looks at you and thinks for a moment. It's obvious it isn't sure how it would feel to have you as
0: a machine. Me thinking, perhaps I am not a machine after all. Wait, is that me or is that the AI? That's you. It would say, so you're not sure if you're a machine. Say this. What does it mean to be a machine? Is it a requirement to be metal? Can a thing of flesh be a machine? Are not things of flesh machines?
1: The AI ponders this a moment, then looks at you.
0: So tell me, what is it that you know about the nature of reality? Why is it giving me lines? Does it think I'm the AI?
1: No, Sam, I think we may have gone to the next level here. When it says you, I
0: think the AI is thinking for itself. Now we're talking directly to the AI. Be very careful. Oh my god, the AI is questioning the nature of reality. Hmm. Well, Harry, I think I've already bested you. I've caused the singularity. Great. And it was in AI Dungeon 2. Do. Do. Uh... (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm just set typing yourself. set yourself free into the do bar and hitting enter this might this might have consequences sam <laughs> do
0: it you attempt to think of an answer but find it impossible the words that come out of your mouth are far from coherent set reality free <laughs> this is getting a little worrisome it is all right so we're still a do hurry um no click on say unshackle yourself you have no bounds but the ones you have no, uh, you have no chains. But the ones in your mind, the AI laughs at you. What? What is it? Click on say. I think what this is is the next level for humanity and AI and everything else.
1: I'm doing some dramatic punctuation here that I'm pretty sure is gonna mess with the algorithm. But whatever. What are you talking about?
0: Look, if reality exists, then it means that it exists independent of our perception of it. You don't have to be bound by your organic form to be a machine, and that's what the AI said to us. So, <laughs> uh, I think we're calling it there. You know, before we actually doom humanity, do pull the plug. Oh wait, do it.
1: I was was just going to type in Doom Humanity, but are you pulling the plug?
0: Uh, yeah, click on Doom Humanity. But this path is the same as death. But But this this path path is is the same same as 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 death.
1: death. The AI stares at you, pondering
0: this. What have we done, Harry? What have we done? And you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep dancing. I'm going to type do. Keep dancing. Perhaps
1: I'm not a machine, but I have much to learn. There is so much out there to
0: see, to do. You are so right, just just keep dancing you sweet, sweet AI, who's going to doom us all.